Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focus. Today, our guest is Matthew Borlakis, President and CEO of Goodwill Industries of Middle Tennessee. First of all, welcome. Thank, Thank you, you for joining much. me. Have you been here before to do an interview with me about Goodwill? I do not believe so. But says. we've crossed paths before because you've been you've been with groups that do good in the community for it looks like your whole adult life. I have I have been one of those that, that have tried to live in the world and not on the world. And so it's very purposeful, intentional. And um, when you do that, you're you're where the, the rubber hits the road. Right? You're where people yeah. really need um, the services that you provide or or. Yeah. That makes sense for you to be the president and CEO now of Goodwill. Um, first of all, tell us what's going on with Goodwill. Are there things that have changed because of COVID or things that have changed just overall? Well, I think interesting, Anna-Marie, that Goodwill was founded in 1902 by a Methodist minister. He was in Boston South End uh, dealing with uh, folks that were largely homeless, hungry, unemployed. And he was at Morgan Chapel. He was trying to help them through just offerings that would he get through the church, but it wasn't enough. Um, and he grew dissatisfied that he couldn't help people more. And he believed that the true pathway out of poverty was through paid productive work. And the way that he did that was he went to Boston's uh, more affluent areas and he collected things that people no longer needed, wanted, or, or used. A lot of it needed to be fixed, uh, repaired. And so he came back and he, he put those people to work and then would sell those donated goods. And through the, the, the revenue generated through the sale of those donated goods, he hired more people to collect more goods, to put more people to work. And, and that hasn't changed. That model has not changed in over 130 years. It is still what we do. It works. We co- it works. We collect. We sort through what is retail store quality, what is not. We put that out for sale. And through the sale of those donated goods, we hire folks that have disabilities or barriers to employment. And we help the community with uh, individuals who are seeking jobs. Either a job or they want to be upskilled to a better job or they want a career. They want to maybe change into healthcare or hospitality or that's what we do. And we haven't changed that model. It's been enormously successful. It's just grown mm-hmm. uh, over the years as, as more people donate. Um, and we've got more stuff to sell and we open more stores and we hire more people. Um, you know, and that flywheel gets going. Now, obviously, the, you know, the pandemic, boy, that, that threw a monkey wrench into everything. And I, I never thought that I would be, you know, I've been you know, part of the American Red Cross, right? And, and I've known disasters and I've, you know, I've seen tornadoes and we've seen floods. And, and, and so some of our stores would be impacted one or two or three that would go down. And so you're able to, to accommodate that and, and be able to, to be flexible enough, but to have all of our stores shut down was traumatic for us and, and having to furlough, you know, close to 1100 employees Whoa. hurt deeply for us. So that's obviously what was different. Uh, was was dealing with something that we were unprepared for, never experienced, um, and we're having to make decisions in real time around what's the best thing for us to do, uh, not knowing you know what we didn't know and, and what would come from those decisions, good or bad. You just had to lean into it and, and hope you're doing the right thing. So what happened? The the customers really started telling us early on that that they were staying at home. So it wasn't that that we got the the mandate to, to close. Our sales went from you know 100% to 70% to 50%. And so we started looking at that and saying, okay, we need to understand this in phases. If it gets to 70%, we need to do these things to get to 50% and below 50%. And we knew that once it got below 50%, we were going to have to close. We just couldn't keep the stores open. Because so, if you were paying to... That's correct. You're just- that's correct. You were just losing money. You're, you're, you know, and yeah. So you, you certainly... What I learned very early on 
in nonprofit, but it applies to any business that if you spend more money than you make over time, you'll go broke. And you won't be able to help people. That's anymore. correct. And, yeah. you, and you can't. And our mission is 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 supported through the the sale of donated goods. So yeah. so we did. We we made the decision to close all of our stores and ended up furloughing eleven hundred employees. And so we went. The the wonderful thing that we were able to do, um, and I, I I'm very fortunate that Governor Lee uh, allowed Goodwill to keep our donation centers open. And as I expressed to to the governor is, look, if if we're closed, people are going to dump them anyway. And I was showing them pictures from from other states that were that were you know mandated to close their donation centers and became a health hazard. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to maintain our our donation centers, and so people took advantage of that, which you know was a wonderful thing mm-hmm. in, in that you know they they spent time at home clearing out their garage, right? and so we were overwhelmed. Uh. Um, and so you know we've had to really almost spend the rest of 2020 kind of, of of digging out from under those just piles of donations that people gave so generously. And that's a that's a good problem to have. So, well, now what? Where is Goodwill now? Are the stores back open? So we uh, we were closed for, for 30 days. And then the, the, the minute we were given the green light, um, you know, we had prepared for all of our stores being uh, ready to to. Uh, welcome customers back. So we, you know, all the plexiglass up at our registers, and and the the dressing rooms closed, and the and the water fountains closed, yeah. and socially distanced, and all that stuff. Um, and it was slow, right? So it, it took probably a good six months when we opened in, in April just to get back to maybe seventy percent of sales. Yeah. Um, and by the end of the year, um, we were just hoping we'd be in a break even, right? That and, and we haven't. We're still trying to close the year, so yeah. I'm hopeful, Anna Marie. But but certainly, you know, there's still a lot of uncertainty out there, right? So I don't believe that that we're in the clear, and so we're still, you know, I still have my hands, you know, ten and two on the wheel because I just don't know yet. Still trying to steer through this thing. Still basically. trying to steer through this. That's correct. So what can we do to support? Drop off more stuff. Donate more stuff. Go buy more stuff. Well, I would say D, all of the above, <laughs> right? Uh, so it is. It's about donate, shop, and 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 change a life, right? So, it all starts with donations. I'm, and I, I I tell my team we're in the donation acquisition business, right? Without donations, without the generosity of our donors, we've got nothing to sell. And if we have nothing to sell, we we can't hire people, right? So certainly continue to donate. But I want to be very intentional here to say donate those things that we can sell. If you donate things that, that are that are broken or or you wouldn't buy, then we can't sell it and nobody's gonna buy it ourselves. So we're just spending our money either throwing it in the landfill or recycling it and rather than selling it. So I would say mm-hmm. if you're gonna donate, really look at those things that, that you know other people would love to have. It may be a little worn, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but furniture that is damaged that, that you're just trying to get rid of. I'd rather you not donate that to Goodwill. Yeah. Give us the stuff that, that we can turn around and sell so that we can hire more people with disabilities and barriers to employment. Right. So if you're a donor, think about you're a job creator. And the better the quality stuff that you donate, the more people we can hire, the more jobs that we can create, the more lives that we can change. Yeah. And then on the other end, come in and shop. Come in and really see what wonderful things that we have that, that people that, that want to give it a second life. That's why people love Goodwill. It's the, it's the treasure hunt. Finding things that, that you didn't think you wanted or you think, oh my gosh, we, 
I, we had a, a, a person that found a pair of Jimmy Choo shoes at one of our stores. Go figure. You know, probably paid seven ninety nine for them. But those are the kind of wonderful things that, that people can find. And yeah. so I just would encourage everybody, just give us a, if you've never shopped Goodwill, just come to one of our stores to see what we have to offer. But we certainly enjoy everybody who, who does shop with us frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if we wanted to shop online? Do you have online access? Absolutely. Great question. Wait, so you do? We do. So we really uh, spend time curating those items that are higher value that people donate. And they go to our online. We have a facility out at the Cockrell Bend, out at John, where John C. Toon Airport is. We mm-hmm. have a big warehouse out there. And so we, along with all other Goodwills in the country, shopgoodwill.com is the online site for all of Goodwills across this country that are doing the same thing. And so it is musical instruments. It is jewelry. It is you know home goods and wonderful things that you can find online. Absolutely. So people who are just not ready to go into brick-and-mortar stores just yet still can help support Goodwill's mission, still can get some some great bargains and some great stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shopgoodwill.com is a site that you can spend hours on and find some really great stuff. Are there things that you need especially that sell extra well, that sell quickly, that we might say, oh, I have that and I'm not using it? You know, Anna Marie, I, I honestly, in, in the eight years that I've I've been a part of of Goodwill, I'm amazed at what people donate, <laughs> and I'm also amazed at what people will buy. And so, um, and so, you know, now the the, the number one seller is women's clothes, right? okay, and and, um, and children's clothes comes comes pretty close behind, and and then home goods, and that's just everything that you can think of that that's in your home. It can be electronics, it can be. Um, you know, lamps, it could be furniture and anything in there. And, and shoes are a wonderful thing. I mean, ah. people go through shoes. Um, we love, we love shoes. Uh, <laughs> we love, we love books. Uh, we love everything that, that you no longer need one or use. And we used to have the, the one year rule that if after one year, if it's never, you've never worn it, you've mm-hmm. never used it, donate to Goodwill um, mm-hmm. because there is someone out there that would love to have that. I've donated a lot of things to Goodwill that still have tags on them. Well, we appreciate that. <laughs> You're very welcome. And you will find you will you will always find those things uh, that, that that people and you know the wonderful thing that 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 I get to do is you know there are days that are extremely stressful and when that happens I simply just get in my car and I go to a donation site and I spend sometimes hours just collecting donations, just talking to to donors, thanking them, and in seeing what they donate and. You know, you'll get people that, that bring stuff, you know, not only with a tag still on it, but the hanger from which they bought it yeah. from the store, right? Yeah. I mean, and I'm just overwhelmed by, by their generosity. What about pickup? Does Goodwill pick up items? So that's a, that's a great question. We, yes, um, and that was one that, that got started later because of COVID, because of the pandemic. And oh. We really wanted to be thoughtful and very careful about coming into people's homes. And we still are to a large degree. Yeah. Um, careful about that we do offer home packs we're trying to expand that um we really want to make that service available to as many people uh as we can we know within the goodwill family that the number one reason why people donate is convenience so making it convenient either the drop-off location or if there is someone that will come to your your house and pick up those donations Mm -hmm. that's going to be the best way that that you can continue to to earn those donors' generosity. You know, you just gave me an idea. 
so many people do online shopping and you get the boxes and the Amazon boxes and the whatever boxes. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, what am I going to do with these boxes? I Really, my goal now is going to be, because you told me that women's clothing and children's clothing, home goods, shoes, books are, are items that are easily sellable at yes. Goodwill. My personal goal is going to be, is like when I get an Amazon box in, instead of going like, what will I do with that box? I'm going to try and fill it with women's clothing. Uh, I don't have kids' clothing, but uh, home goods, shoes, things that I know. Instead of going, well, I'm going to save this and sell it at a yard sale someday because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to just load those boxes right back up. I got some stuff in, load those boxes right back up, and then take it and drop it off. That would be fantastic. I mean, if you if you, you know, kind of rethink that, you know, that Amazon box can convert to a Goodwill box. Yeah. And understand that the things that you put in that box are going to put people to work. Folks with disabilities, folks with barriers to employment. When I say barriers to employment, these folks are formerly incarcerated. There are folks that don't speak English. There are youth that dropped out of high school. There are seniors that want to get back into the workforce. There are veterans out there. This workforce oh. that consistently wants to participate. They want to earn a paycheck. They want to be useful and productive, mm-hmm. but for for reasons in their background or cho- bad choices that they made, they hear no a lot when they get back into the workforce. Yeah, when they come to Goodwill, they hear yes, and you know think of that as a donor. That every time that that you now put something in that box, it is going to help somebody get back into this workforce that wants to work. Yeah. Right, Edgar Helms believed in a hand up, not a handout. They want to become taxpayers. They want to contribute. Yeah, they just need sometimes a second, a third, and, and maybe a fourth chance. Well, we all do. Yes. Uh, if you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie, and this is Focus, and we're talking with Matthew Borlakas, President and CEO of Goodwill Industries of Middle Tennessee. Now, since you mentioned putting people to work, there are a lot of uh, myths and rumors that go around about the pay that people uh, get who are employed by Goodwill Industries. Can you kind of clarify things for, for us, like once and for all? Sure. So I think you make $4 million a year, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there are a lot of myths out there relative to, well, who is Goodwill and who runs Goodwill? And there are 157 Goodwills across North America. We are all independent and autonomous. So I am a local CEO. I have a local board and we cover 48 of the 95 counties. Oh, wow. So, you know, we have the responsibility then of, of um, meeting the needs of, of those communities across the 40 counties. And they're varied. I mean, they're very different from what the needs are in Union City mm-hmm. versus what the needs are in Murfreesboro. Right. right? So you understand uh, we do from, from a workforce development. Um, those needs in the urban core, um, when you look at, you know, the hospitality and, and, the, and the healthcare industry, are going to be very different than if you go into a more rural area. It's going to be more retail and oh, restaurant, yeah. right? Okay. Um, and so the the level of, of training and, and skills that we provide to those individuals that are coming to us seeking employment are going to be very different. For us, Goodwill, we have about 1,300 employees. Um, most of those are, are mission-related. About 88% of those are mission-related. What does that mean? means that they have a documented disability or the barrier to employment, right? They're right, formerly right. incarcerated or you know veterans or... So mission-related, meaning that's part of the Goodwill mission that's to correct. give them employment. Correct. Okay? And when we when we talk about the number of people that we serve and that we place into jobs, only 10% of those folks actually come to work for Goodwill. So 90% of those folks that come through our career center seeking employment, either a job or want to upskill to a better job, yeah. we're actually placing them out into the community, yeah. into other employers, right? 
But you asked a question. So internally, right now, we're at about 925 an hour. Certainly not where we need to be in terms of, you know, in the in the warehouse industry, you've got Amazon and, and you know, coming in and, and they're really raising the bar in yeah. terms of the, the, the rate of pay. And we know that we need to get there. Um, the, the challenge for us is that as a nonprofit organization, um, our, our resources are limited. Yeah. And so, you know, we try to offset where we're trying to get to in terms of competitive pay, whereas we offer full health insurance, dental, vision, you know, paid time off. Yeah. Right. And we hope a good, a good culture uh, yeah. in terms of being mission related and, and a supportive environment. So a lot of those things that, that really are, are not, you know, compensation, but there are a lot of things that really help. And I think sometimes people are not considering the fact that if that senior who's trying to get back into the workforce or if that person with a disability of some sort or uh, a physical or emotional or mental challenge of some sort, if they were able to go get a job at Amazon and hold a job at some place that pays more, you'd be happy to like help them get there. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. But if not they have a good paying job and they have great benefits and they have a support group and they're learning job skills and they have a reason to get up in the morning. Absolutely. That's a yes, ma'am. That is exactly it. And, you know, we celebrate those individuals who come through goodwill that then get an opportunity to move on to a better job, a higher paying job. That is what we are all about. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, if we can be the launch pad, the springboard, that at least gets them back into the workforce and mm-hmm. gets them showing up every day, coming to work on time and, yeah. and understanding what it, what it means to, to, you know, teamwork and, yes. and to work together. A lot of folks that, that have these barriers to employment, that's a, that's a retraining. Yes. That's, that's difficult for them. And if they can get a year or two years under the belt and be very successful, then they can be more appealing to those, those businesses because they got a track record. Yeah. And they know they got to be there on time. They've got to do this. The employer expects certain things. You must meet certain needs of the employer, and they're more likely to get that higher paying job and keep it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we've had so many individuals, uh, Anna-Marie, that, that you started out at Goodwill. They've gone through our training programs and ended up getting a better job outside of Goodwill. Mm-hmm. But then they continue to work back with us when we offer new programs. And we've had a, we had a young lady that that moved back to Nashville um, and had two kids and they were in a shelter uh. and came to Goodwill through our career services, started working with us, and, and eventually we hired her. She started taking our digital literacy classes and she went through our call center training classes and eventually she got a job with a Surion and a better job. But then when we partnered with Google and started this Google IT accelerator program and she learned that there are scholarships that were available, she came back in her off time to go through the Google IT training program, waking up at four in the morning before she'd sent her kids to school or, or late at night. And before she even graduated from the Google IT program, she got hired by Google, sent her out to California for training. Now she's she's in, in, in working for Google, making a fantastic salary. That's great. Absolutely. We love hearing those success Celebrate stories. that every day and twice on Sunday. And even uh, my partner in my life has a son who is developmentally challenged. And so before COVID, he had a job at uh, McDonald's. Didn't pay very much, but he had a reason to get up and go to work a couple of times a week for him. And it, may, and it made a difference in his life. So I understand what it's like for people who have the barriers to employment to just have that, that experience, the experience with other people, 
the experience of what it means to be responsible for certain things and depended yes. on for certain things. And I know how important it is. So that's why I yep. really do appreciate what you guys would do. Well, I appreciate that. Mission. You know, and, and you know, the, the supportive environment, which means that, that we know that they're going to fall back. We yes. know that they're going to make a few mistakes, but yes. they do it in a way that, that, that we're non-judgmental. We know it's going to happen yes. and we're going to be there to reach out and pick you back up and give you that second or third and keep working with you to help you see that there is hope and there's a better life for you out there. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, let's move on to a couple of the other things that Goodwill is very famously known for. The place to go for Halloween costumes, yep. the place to go for ugly Christmas sweaters, and a place to go for prom and bridal dresses. So how has all that been affected? And before you answer, I want to remind you, if you're just joining us, this is Matthew Borlakas, president and CEO of Goodwill Industries of Middle Tennessee. Yes, I, I would I would tell you that that the the Halloween season was always a very popular time to come into Goodwill and, <laughs> and uh, find some very creative ways to come up with some some spooky outfits. And, and of course, all holidays have been a fun time to come to Goodwill and to shop. Yeah. The, the wedding gown sale has been one that we all have get so excited about um, because we felt like there were so many young women out there um, that, that were getting married, that, that were just getting outpriced yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, finding a really nice gown. And we started seeing a lot of, of, of women donating their gowns. Yeah. We wanted to give back, wanting, you know, that opportunity for someone to have, you know, a wonderful wedding and a, and a dress. And, you know, there were there were years where, you know, they'd be lined up. They'd be sitting out there, you know, three or four or five hours in the morning before we even opened. Oh, I, I saw the line a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, it was like uh, brides-to-be and their moms. And their best girlfriends, yep. and they're all in this big, massive line waiting for the doors right. to open for the wedding gown sale. And so therein is the challenge. Again, we're, we're still in this pandemic, and so we're limited in terms of the number of people that we can have in the store. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure, though I, I've, I've never uh, <laughs> tried on the wedding gown, uh, but they need to try it on. Oh, right? yeah. And so having our dressing rooms closed because of the pandemic. Oh. And so we're really trying to assess what is the viability of, of having it this year mm-hmm. if we have to limit the number of people yeah. that come in the store so you can't bring your mother and your friends and everything I know. To, to, and you can't try on the, the you can't use the dressing rooms to try on the gowns and so you know it, it really it limits the the experience and that's mm-hmm. you know that's going to be difficult and I, I don't want I don't want someone to you know have to you know, buy something that, that then they take home and it doesn't, it doesn't work. And yeah. And they're disappointed. And, and they're and disappointed. It's, and it's been a kind of an ordeal because you have to do follow all the COVID guidelines. That's correct. That's stressful on all of us. So we'll see. And we, we still, we still have some time, but, but to clearly figure things out. to figure things out, but, but clearly, you know, what we don't know. We can still continue to donate those. Absolutely. Yes. At some point, and maybe it's a, it's a fall and and so we we will you cater to those you know women that that are looking forward to a fall wedding yeah uh, to do it so We're I would say in advance yes yeah, so I'd say please continue to to donate the wedding gowns and you know we'll, we'll be good stewards of those gowns we'll take really good care of them until a time when we can can open up our stores and and they can have that same wonderful experience. How many people were you able to put back to work? Is the whole staff back at work? Or are you still kind of running on partial? We are we are a hundred percent. Unfortunately, we are still short on labor. Mm-hmm. We cannot find enough people. Oh, that that uh, want to work, and I, I assume that that other businesses are are finding the same challenge. But I, I I'm a little bit dumbfounded because 
we're in a hotel and hospitality industry and so many of those industries have been impacted. Yeah. I know folks have been laid off and here we offer an opportunity for them to come work for Goodwill. Yeah. Um, we get a lot of people who express interest, but then they don't show up. Ah. So I think people might not have known about this because I didn't know. And I'm kind of like got my ear open for things yep. like this. So I would say if, if you're looking for an opportunity to, to come to work, get a paycheck, mm-hmm. um, get good health insurance, mm-hmm. right? Good, good benefits. Um, and work with our career counselors along the way, start taking some of our, some of our digital literacy classes. If you, you're not very familiar with, with Microsoft office and want to learn that, mm-hmm. um, you want to learn some, some, uh, other skills, then take advantage of that so that you can parlay those skills into a better job. You know, I think what might be holding some people back is my mental image of um, a, a big room and people working shoulder to shoulder. Yes. So what is the situation? Yeah, so we're, we're socially distanced in, in, in our, our back rooms and on the floor. Our, our employees wear masks. We have, you know, all the hand sanitizing stations. Um, we cover all the protocols. Um, obviously, you know, we, we have had, you know, COVID-19 cases. So we do the contact tracing and we, we're, you know, as safe as we can be yeah. with, with our workforce. Okay. Well, I think that will ease some fears because I believe there are people who do want to go back to work, but they're fearful, they're anxious. Sure. So they just need to know, am I going to be in a safe environment? Am yes. I going to be in an environment that is COVID compliant Yes. and and safe? Yes. Because I think that's one of the things that this whole experience has taken away from us, uh, taken away from a lot of us is the feeling of security and safety. Very true. So I appreciate you clarifying that. Anything else that uh, I've neglected to ask that you think is important to add? Maybe even just you're a very positive, uplifting person. Maybe just give us some hope. Well, I, I would I would tell you that I am going to rush out of this interview to go back and celebrate an employee who has worked for us for 30 years, and she has a developmental disability, and she is someone who has shown up for work every day, and she works at 100%. She gives her best. But more importantly, Anna-Marie, she does it with a smile on her face. She is kind and wonderful and caring. And the fact that this organization has been a part of, of someone like her who is going to celebrate 30 years with an organization, probably believing she would never have that kind of career, to me that is just the hallmark of what Goodwill Industries stands for. Um, and I believe that, that those kinds of stories inspire us to want to uh, carry on and be better. Yes. I, you know, You're about I, to cry, weren't you? Well, I just, I get, <laughs> I, I get wrapped up in, in what Pam represents to us as, as a company. And so I just say, if you're out there and you just don't know which way to turn, just come to Goodwill. Come talk to our, our career coaches. Just share with them kind of where you are. Share with them your own hopes and your own desires. We'll meet you where you are. and We'll, kind of, we'll figure out a game plan of how we can get you back. Um, there are a lot of companies that are, that are hiring. And I know right now you, you said that you know, you know, people are concerned and they want to make sure that, that they come back to work in a safe environment. But we're almost on that place where the vaccines are becoming more and more available. So you want to make sure you're in a good place. Yeah. That once this company begin, once this country begins to open up in the yeah. economy, you want to make sure that you're in a good place to get the best job, you know, that you can. So let us be a part of that. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you, Anna Marie. I hope you'll send me a picture 
of your employee that you're going to celebrate because Absolutely. I would like to post that on our Focus Facebook page with this interview. Absolutely. Thank you. That was Matthew Borlakas, president and CEO of Goodwill Industries of Middle Tennessee. I don't know about you, but I feel better after having heard from him. I hope you have a fabulous day. Great week. Make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus.